Again, others can make a declaration that is a strong statement about us and we accept it as true and live out their verdict of us. And that's a good word, their verdict or judgment of us. So, for example, Jane says to her daughter, you are no good tramp. You will never amount to anything. And her daughter, who has done nothing up to now, begins to sleep around and considers wealth, welfare as all that she could ever deserve. Who says it? Mother says it. If it had been Connie that her next door neighbor said it, she'd say, yeah. So, but if mother says it, or father says it, or the priest says it, then it has power. And then she, that particular person, she determines who has the power. So for so some of us, some, anybody can say something to us and we take it all as, as absolute authority. And others of us can sit there and it doesn't matter who says it, we can just shove, you know, just shove it away and not receive it. So again, they, they're the ones that define who are the people of power in life to make these kind of statements. So when we're working with people, we have to know what that is. Um, for your Roman Catholic people that come out of Catholicism, if a priest makes a statement, it can have tremendous impact. Where if a pastor in a Protestant setting makes it, it won't have quite as much of an impact. Again, this has to do with their orientation, that's all. Again, people often make unconscious vows, unaware that God holds them accountable for their own words. When we say, I'll never be like, and that's one that we hear a lot, I'll never be like my father. And it's like, uh, uh, I've been very careful not to think about, I will never eat chocolate again. <laughs> I really eat chocolate again, and, and all of a sudden all you do is think about chocolate. You know, it just, it sort of, if anything, brings the focus in your, in your life when you say, I will never be like. And you end up actually being like father. Over and over again, I'll never be, you know, a drunk like my father. You end up drunk like your father. And it's, uh, uh, we don't understand at all. We know there's some sort of a, a spiritual force that goes from, that goes within family. And when we make a negative kind of statement like this, for some strange reason, it sets us on the track of focusing on that instead of away from it. So that's the kind of thing that you'll hear. Uh, again, mother says you never amount to anything. Daughter goes off and amounts to nothing. Um, I'll never be uh, poor like my father. I'll make a million dollars before I'm 30 or die trying. From that day forward, he's a driven man who sacrifices his wife, his children, and his life for his dream. See, strong words of, of intent is what this is. And again, it isn't necessarily that they're saying it to God, but they're saying it to within their very soul, in, in a sense, redirecting their soul to, to a certain driver or direction of life, what it's doing. We have a, a situation that was in Britain, and uh, there were two brothers. And the oldest brother ended up impregnating a girl. And uh, when he came in and told his parents, uh, the younger brother was in the other room, just knew her at all. We found out later that having been, shall we say, restored as a son of God, he went off and uh, had a sexual one night with someone. And uh, he couldn't live with himself. <laughs> he could not live with himself. And he just, he had to turn around and run off of that very, very early on repentant. See, which when God's children are brought into full relationship with God, John says, you know, the children of God, of God you know, children of light can just not do the things that the world does. That's what he means. It's not within their character to do it. And Peter, just to prove that, even though he sinned, he couldn't live with himself. And it, it, it was so bad, I doubt seriously, every day of the kid. It just confirmed that God had done a work in him. It didn't qualify. Wonderful. 
mean, terribly did it, but wonderful that his conscience was so <laughs> reestablished <laughs> that he couldn't live with himself. Praise the Lord. See? So declarations. People can, can, can char- characterize us in certain ways, both positive and negative. These people are significant in our lives because we can accept and live out the judgments and the issues come in mixed bags. Uh, I know it's Frank, I need to hear, sorry, but it's Williams, Peter. And I mentioned before, again, Nancy, and I'll say her name, Judy, because the point is she's a wonderful lady nowadays, but she's the one that they told her that she was slow. The teacher came and told the parent, your dog is slow. You ought to put her in special education. And, and they believe, they believe the teacher and put her in special ed. And, and Judy, all the way through her life, then they come to this, uh, special education program where she's always with the slow students until she got to Biola. And at Biola, she was in probation. And when she came to the program, we just saw that, um, sorry, Judy was working as a normal, typical, good student. It was just, it wasn't true. She had written us earlier. I'm not very bright. Please let me tell you anyway. And uh, as we talked to her, we found out that this teacher made this kind of statement. The teacher could have made it as parents could have said, well, we just, uh, we're, we disagree with you and we're not going to allow our daughter to do that. And it could have nullified it. And instead, they accepted it. And so she not only had the teacher, she had the parents told them that she was basically what we done. Uh, well, all I know is that after we prayed about this, she went back in her last year of Bible, she made eight grades and she was tutoring people. She went on to become a nurse. Uh, she now on getting her graduate degree is a family health practitioner in years in Minnesota. So, you know, this is this girl, the poor thing, couldn't make it. And it was nothing but words of power given by a teacher and confirmed by the parent. And the parent could have just as well nullified it, by the way, right there on the spot, not have to have a special prayer, but just said basically not so much formal words like this, but as a father of my daughter, I refuse to accept that judgment of my daughter. And it doesn't need to prayer. It just nullified by the Father saying something like that. And instead it was it was uh, validated. Then there was Don, and he was in our program uh, in, Mor- in Morocco, Spain, Morocco. And uh, <laughs> if you walk in the door in his old self, he basically walk in and anybody else is dressed in a fairly sloppy fashion. Don would have been dressed more sloppy. <laughs> it just looked like, you know, someone here hadn't shaved for a while. He would look more in shape. He just looked, he was just a slob. I mean, it looked, he looked like a slob. And as we got to talking about him, it came out again that uh, various things. One was a uh, teacher had called him up in front of the room and, and we called him a liar. That was one thing in front of the whole class. And uh, he was a liar. Wasn't he like? He was a liar. And then the other thing was his old sister, I believe it was one of them. Uh, kept telling him that he was dumb and fat and sloppy. And so he lived out that, that lifestyle. And as we work, and we notice we're working on that different levels here. We have the teacher that humiliated him in front of class and made a statement of judgment against it. And we also have the sister, in this case, an older sister, that in her role, she did have words of power that she could put on her younger, on her younger brother. And he went ahead and was living this out. And we can see the behavior. We didn't know if it was anything or not. The point was, for some reason, he came and wanted us to help. help. I never know why people come sometimes. But as we were looking at things in his life, then we found out these situations and we prayed about it. And all of a sudden, not only was he dressing nicer, 
and more aware of his appearance, but also uh, he had a buddy, and the buddy was constantly making Don, that's what we call it, constantly making Don back down, any kind of a verbal disagreement, and Don always gave way. And after this, he didn't. You know, it was his opinion counted as much as anybody else's, where at this, up to this point, he felt like anything hey, he said possibly couldn't be true anyway. I mean, he re- reassigned it as not just opinion. It was true or false. And everything he had to say was false. Everybody else's statements were true. And so he was always backing down, and he stopped doing that. At one time, he's going to be a lawyer, and I'm not sure if that fits the gifting or not. <laughs> so, but anyway, again, someone who uh, has the potential to do a whole lot more, but tied down because of, of words. Uh, blessings and curses uh, are powerful tools that can be created or destroyed. Blessings are words or statements that lead to encouragement, affirmation, hope, and light. Well, kind of talks about light. And if you hear words and you hear them, and you try to evaluate them, it will lead toward light. Light and light, but this is need push darkness and death. I find a way to evaluate words when you hear them. Uh, and this includes a wonderful Christian council. And if all it does is give you a doom and gloom, then I'm sorry. I, I don't accept that from God unless we're talking about, uh, shall we say, God's chastisement, and that's not normal, is it anyway? Curses are those words or statements that lead to despair, destruction, and death. G- uh, James talked about the tongue as a fire, and it says that from the same mouth comes both blessing and curses. When we make a strong statement or of intent, that is about, God or we ourselves hold us responsible to carry out that vow. You know, sometimes we or God. And in a sense, I think it's sort of a mix of the two. When others make strong statements about us and we accept them, this creates a force that can enslave us and limit our freedom. Until we are released, we are under its power and we will live it out. And um, again, sometimes the only, I don't, I wish I could find another word besides curse. Denigration, if you want the word. In other words, the opposite of affirmation is denigration. But uh, curse is still the best word. And it, when people give words of death to you, then uh, I don't know what else it is. It causes death. Maybe not, you know, death where you fall right now in your chair, but it basically takes away your life or leads you down a path in which there's there's no great life in it in going that direction. Which I like on a, on a train railing where you have this, you have a track. And you've got this, I don't know what the word for it, but to cut the track, it goes off like this. And, it, and it's a switch, right? So he makes you go off on the switch and go a different direction. And you can't get off of it because the, the wheels are set to, to go on the track. So you can't deviate. You're just on them. And that's what a curse can do sometimes, is it just sets you on that unless God released you. Are you going to share about how you work with the okay. We have one very, very interesting one that, uh, that you will all appreciate. I uh, met this woman who was in her 50s, and one of the biggest things that she had, she had uh, she had, uh, had had a number of ministries over her lifetime, and uh, she was just a, a woman after God's heart. She loved God, and, but she could not feel God's blessing. She could not feel that in all that she had done and all her walk with God, that God blessed her. She just could not feel God's blessing her. Well, we had opportunity to work with her for a short time then, and for a long time when we took herself up to Wyoming and, and stayed in 
actually took care of her. She was a no She did care of herself at that point. Took care of her for two or three weeks and for some more. But over this this one of uh, God's blessing, why I cannot feel God blessing, and this was really a big thing. Come, well, then you begin to hear her life story. There was never a day that went by or a time that she walked by her father. I hate to use that word. It was God damn you, you. God damn you. For you know, 18 years of her life, she heard that every day of her life. God damn you. Is there any wonder she could not feel the blessing of God? Oh, I have to. Let me dealt with this and accused and got released from that horrible, horrible curse. You really didn't know what to do with it. Should we get it? You know, what's the blessing God has? You know, so we, this was way back when we hadn't had quite as much experience. So we probably, now we would have gotten in the way more. <laughs> we know more. But as it was, we let her go. And a couple of days later, she ran down the road. And suddenly, in the sky, was writing, big and bold as you can see. I bless you, my daughter. We had another one just, it's out of, you know, as you drew off the subject a little bit, but the greatest things we work for. And um, it was one of those situations where when we worked for the husband, he did not mind having a wife there. They was having kind of a trust relationship. And then later on, we were in England, we worked with them also. But after we had done this, you might see it more traumatic stuff in, in, in uh, Spain, so in Southern Grande. Um, the next morning, she was driving down to see us, and she was really concerned because she just did not feel normal and uh, could figure out why. So she was coming down to to talk to us about this feeling that she had. Got to get back to Richard and Connie. <laughs> I got to know what this is. There's something wrong. I've never felt like this before. But as she's driving, then it finally dawns on her the feeling is joy. <laughs> for the first time, God actually sees her as his daughter and loves her as a father does. And it was such an, an unusual feeling she didn't recognize it. <laughs> so she needed surgery or something. You know. <laughs> but precious. Um, Question? Yes. Does it happen about fusion? Things that people speak out loud to, we have no control over some of the mm-hmm. um, thoughts for us. Do those? Um, yeah, very, very good. Sure. The looks, looks can be, uh, uh, can get a message anyway. Right. Uh, we, uh, you we, say like uh, uh, you said you really love him more than I say. Yeah, right. Or that's just called 